seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob. You okay, mate? You having a good week, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Just on my holiday, sunning myself in, uh, in Devon. In sunny, in sunny <laughs> nice, Devon. Nice weather for ducks, mate. It's not stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm doing good, mate. Doing yeah. Good. To make you feel better, it's not it's not sunny up back home. It's uh, it's still raining and cold here, so you're not missing much. That's made me feel a whole lot better, mate. <laughs> Also joining us on the show, we've got Richard Lowe, right, Richard? Hi, Rob. Hi, right. Paul. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Cool, first time on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm, I'm probably a Glory fan in terms of uh, Salford, because I've only supported them for the last three seasons. Me, uh, my cousin actually invited us down uh, to the game probably three seasons ago, because didn't see a lot of them. Um, you know, it's a good way of seeing the family and all. So uh, I got into it through that way, and, uh, you know, I had a Good, uh, Tazzy was playing, playing pretty well, and uh, some others, maybe Big Phil Joseph was having a go. So uh, I, I just picked it up from that, and uh, I just wanted to run it by the family and said, "Is it all right? Can I, can I go again?" And uh, the wife said, "Yeah, you can go for it." So uh, I got a season ticket. She said, that, "That's all right." So uh, I was hooked from probably the start of this season. Well, certainly end of last season when we did the. Uh, <laughs> the, the miracle win over Hull, Hull KR. Uh, uh, obviously, renewed the season ticket straight away. Then, uh, and now I'm and now I'm pretty hooked. So uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm I'm picking up rugby league as we go. But uh, in the last few years, uh, it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster. But as I'm seeing and hearing, it's uh, it's always a bit of a roller coaster with the Red Devils anyway. So <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's good. It's good so far. Yeah, like I say, it's a it's a roller coaster ride watching Salford Devils, and obviously the last three years we've had a lot of ups and downs, haven't we? As well, um, obviously you know the the high point would have been that million pound miracle, but you know we've had some low points as well. But you know it's kind of like that's what sort of draws you in, in it to to watching Salford Red Devils that roller coaster ride. Oh, it was, it was fantastic that, that million pound game. I'll never forget it. It was it was awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, this season's been fantastic. I, I, can't, I can't believe it. Everybody's uh, you know a bit on cloud nine. Certainly, my cousin is is uh, is well away with it. He's never seen anything like it. And performances from the boys this uh, this season, it's been brilliant. So yeah, like I said, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just riding it for for all we can. It's uh, it's really good. So enjoying the highs I'm, a, I'm actually a Stockport County football fan so I'm not really a glory hunter <laughs> uh, just got, got another right time with Salford and, uh, and long may it continue yeah sh- shall, we, shall I tell him or should you tell him Paul it's not always like this <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll both tell him we'll both tell him really come with me but, uh, but no I, I agree with him 100% this season's been been great and, and to a certain extent last season um, so we had a point deducted what it was doing really well last season so I think there's been a, a culmination of last sort of 18 months under Ian Watson's leadership we've made a lot of progress and Tim Sheen's last season as well he, he helped Ian Watson out 
and he's been he's been great and this season's been tremendous and like Richard said long, long may it continue because we have waited a long time a long time for a good season so I mean I'm enjoying it and I'm sure you are as well Rob. oh yeah like I say it's a roller coaster ride that's what you you kind of get involved in Salford for the ups and downs and at the moment we're on the up aren't we we've suffered a lot in the past but you know you've got to enjoy these moments I think because uh, you don't know when the, the next bump in the road is going to come uh, what have we got uh, on the show this week Paul? Yeah, we've got a review of the Wakefield game on Sunday. We've got the news. We've got interviews with Chris Browning, Rob Lewis, Logan Tompkins and Jake Bibby. We've got Ian Watson in Coach's Corner. We've got the amateur report and we've got a preview of this week's game against Hull. OK, so what we'll do, we'll start with that game against Wakefield last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. Salford Red Devils went down to defeat against Wakefield, 34 points to 24 on Sunday, Paul. Little look at that. Yeah, it was a tough game, Rob. I was expecting a tough close game against Wakefield. You know, it was tough at their place, and in, in a way, it was very similar to the game we had at their place. And um, mistakes, I thought, cost us. You know, going 16 points down early on, those two tries, which perhaps could have gone our way, and ended up to interceptions for Wakefield, probably. Probably the difference between the two teams. Yeah, obviously, Richard, we went on our winning run. It has ended now, but you know we have played some good rugby, and you know we can't be too disheartened about that. No, no, no. We, unfortunately, it's come down to the second loss in what was it, fourteen matches now. Mm. Uh, everybody's been a bit down about it this week. I've been a bit numb, to be honest. I've been used to watching us win, uh, so it was, it was a shame, but. Like uh, like Paul said, if you, if you give them a 16-point head start, you give them any team a 16-point head start, you're always going to struggle. Yeah, Salford's uh, team was quite a strong one, wasn't it, Paul? Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, Gareth Paul Brown was at fullback, Nile Levels on the wing, Chris Wellham came back in the centres with Junior South, Jake Bibby was on the other wing, Rob Lewitt and Michael Dobson returned, uh, Michael Dobson returning in the half of uh, um, Todd Carney, I remember his name, Lama Tazi, Logan Tompkins, James Hassan were in the pack, along with Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Wella Haraki and Oldham Krasnik was a loose forward. On the bench for Salford was Chris Browning, Craig Kopchak, Todd Carnett and George Griffin returned after a six-match absence. Yeah, Salford uh, obviously conceded the first try, a breakaway try by Men, ben, uh, by Mason, Kate and Brown. Richard, obviously he's got pace to burn, the ball went loose and he did the, did the, did the damage. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I saw Rob Lewis trying to keep up with him. I think he gave up about 40 metres from the line because he's just, uh, just too quick and we know that too well uh, with him at Salford last season. I think he, he scored a couple of hat-tricks for us in, in succession. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we couldn't defend against that. That was just a genuine, gen, genuine mistake, I think. Uh, it was fumbled out wide and as soon as he got the ball, I think that was it under the post, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a bit of a sucker punch, Paul, wasn't it, really? Reese Lynn uh, scored the next try. Similar kind of thing. Salford spilled the ball and he races away. Uh, big chase back by Ben Murnett of Asala, but unfortunately... Had enough in the had enough in the tank to get over the line. Yeah, he only just as well. Big Ben, he, he chased back really well, and he showed a lot of lot of desire to try and get back there. But again, it was an opportunity for us, you know, five or ten yards from from the Wakefield line, and it just shows you how much pace. You know, I was very impressed with Wakefield's Wakefield's back line of Kate and Brown, Reece Lynn, you know, Ashley Gibson. I thought played well, you know, ex Alford player. They've got a lot of pace. Ben Jones, Bishop, and don't forget they had Tom Johnston missing, and he's probably there their number one winger as well so they've got a lot of pace in that side and uh, you know mistakes like that there was no way he was going to be caught really even though Big Ben chased back so, so yeah it was a disappointing start for us that, and like you said sucker punch tries really yeah, another I thought one Ben that... sorry yeah, I thought Ben was, was a bit uh, he, he ran up what probably 90 metres uh, and I, I took took a lot out of him that I think for the rest of the game to be honest yeah. he was subbed on here uh, 
uh, I think in the second half and yeah I think it took a lot out of him although the desire obviously was fantastic to see sometimes it's better keeping it in the tank for later in the game maybe well I suppose he did miss the following kick didn't he so obviously that effort by uh, Ben and Salah you know saved us two points yeah. in a way uh, but unfortunately for Salford Wakefield soaking up all his pressure it was on the on the break again uh, Salford error uh, allowed uh, Lynn over again Paul um, you know, it's kind of three tries. Salford weren't, weren't being outplayed. They were the better side, but found themselves three, three tries down. Yeah, well, there was a patch in that around when it was 10 0 there where we had quite a lot of ball. I think we had about three sets of six on the Wakefield line, a repeat set from, you know, forcing a dropout. And I think you've got to give Wakefield a lot of credit. I thought they defended well and we found them hard to break down. They, they, they were slow. I'm not, I don't want to say they were slowing the game down, but they, they were holding us down in the tackle just, just for the right amount of time. They were turning blokes onto the back. They were making it difficult for us. And, you know, closing Gareth O'Brien down. We know Gareth likes to run round the back on that, that angle move, and, and they seem to be aware to that. But yeah, um, Chris Wellham came up with a mistake. I think he was just about to be pushed into touch. He threw the ball backwards, which to me is a bit of a cardinal sin. Really, you don't chuck a ball anywhere. Wakefield obviously gained it back, and then they've got pace, and the, the halfbacks played well. I thought Liam Finn, they got the ball out wide there, and, and Reece Lynn was in again. Yeah, obviously three tries. Salford, you know, frustrated, I think, Richard, that. You know, they'd have all this possession, all the territory, but nothing uh, nothing to, to show for it. Yeah, it was, it was frustrating that first half, uh, certainly the first 30 minutes anyway, because we, we were on top, and I think uh, I Watto said it in his, his conference, we were on top at that point, and to, to be 16 and st- 16 nil downs uh, through silly mistakes, really, it's, uh, it's very frustrating. So, yeah, it's uh, a really, really frustrating time, that. Yeah, and then obviously, Salford got on the score sheet, just before half-time, Paul. Great try by Jake Bibby in the corner. Good footwork sent over by O'Brien. Yeah, to be honest, he was crying out for that to me. He was crying out for that injection of speed and pace. And I think Craig Kopchak was a good run from him. He landed on his front, quick play of the ball. And you know what Chris Brown is like from a quick play of the ball. His distribution is fantastic. And, and it was a good, good finish from, from Jake Bibby. He had a bit of work to do there, but we'd be desperate for that try. Really, you know, going in at half-time, 16 nil, it probably would have been a big of a mountain to climb in that second half but I think that you know we saw it in the OKR game didn't we? we scored a try on half time and then obviously second half we came out and um, we, we, I thought it was on top for the first period of the second half but yeah we needed that definitely before half time Yeah Jake Bibby's been outstanding this season hasn't he Richard you know putting some fine performances he has, he has as, a, as a backup winger as he started out, definitely he's, he's come into his own in the last few games and uh, really I think he's probably first pick, uh, maybe maybe Johnson just ahead but he's uh, he's been he's been playing fantastic and yeah it's good to see that back up in, in the Salford squad making sure we can uh, we can bring people in and, and not being affected so yeah he's had a really good uh, really good last few games. Yeah so Watsley Watson had a little chat with him our time and Salford came out flying, uh, a try by Craig Copjack. Paul by the post, Salford have all, all the momentum then? Yeah, we, we certainly seem to have, have the momentum with us then. You could see see everybody lifting. Um, Craig Popjack, as, as Ian Watson was saying, he was, he was running to bust the tackle and he really was. He was charging the ball in there, as was Lamatazi. He did look like the, the tide was turned. I think Todd Carney came on just before, moments before the, the, the Craig Copjack try and um, oh, he hit that ball, that ball like a... Um, like a train there, didn't he, going under the post, and that was great to see, and I think, you know, you could see a sense of momentum change in the game there. Yeah, like like Paul said, Richard, Todd kind of came on, spiced things up, you know, he played well at Warrington last last week as well, and he uh, showed some glimpses against Wakefield. He did, yeah, that that, that try, first try of the second half was, uh, I think, down to Watson, probably talking to him, and probably giving him a kick up the backside a bit, uh, but also talking tactics, because... 
They seemed to work out our pivots in the first half. They had, like you said, uh, Paul, they had O'Brien pretty much uh, hoovered up every time he got the ball. Sal was well contained and uh, unless it was quick, like we scored through Bibby, um, everything was kind of was, was stopped. So they went a bit more direct, I think, second half, early in the second half anyway, and, and culminated in the, the cop chat try. I don't think anyone was going to stop him, to be honest. He looked like he was uh, he was meaning it. So, yeah, uh, the celebration said a lot as well in front of the, uh, the South Stand. Yeah, we were we were on farm then. A wonderful 40-20 by uh, Todd Carney, Paul, and uh, Salford capitalised on that with another try from Jake Bibby. Yeah, and it was a great finish from, from Jake Bibby in the corner. An acrobatic finish had to be made there. But just before that 40-20, I, th- I saw Ben Murdoch by Silla sent um, that Fafita. Was it David Fafita? One of the Fafita guys. He sent him absolutely flying. And oh, yeah. you, you, did, you, did, you did send something there. And I think Wakefield it was a purple patch for us. I don't think Wakefield could contain us when we, we got we got running there. And as, as Richard said, you know, we, we were really running the ball in well there. And, we sort of gone more direct, and yeah, that was a, well, that was a great finish. That really quick hands, and, and Jake Bibby did really well there with Dobson's goal. That was the, the lead for the first time in the game. Yeah, but Wakefield, you know, weren't done there with he Richard, and he, he came back with a try, another try from Mason Caton Brown in the corner uh, to take the lead again. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another sucker punch, really. Mason uh, scoring against us. Uh, just took the wind out of ourselves, I think, a bit that. But uh, I think the, the score toed and throwed after that again. But yeah, we, we can't keep conceding the tries like we did. Uh, I'm sure Ian again will, uh, will be sh- telling the boys to uh, uh, this week against Hull. There's no way we conceded 34 points. And uh, yeah, it's typical, isn't it? And Mason, we let Mason Caton Brown go and he scores that trick against us. So it's just one of them things. Yeah, he's got pace to burn, Annie Paul. But you know, Sofa's defence didn't really deal with him all day, did they? No, and it was disappointing. We, we conceded a try from a set of scrum again there, and you know, Hawkins Rover scored two tries from set scrums. I think Sean scored didn't he, from him. You'd have thought now that we'd have eradicated that, so I'm sure Ian Watson would be disappointed with that, and he, you know, he want to work on that in, in training this week. But Mason Kate Brown, you know, he's, he's he's very quick, and he took him a while to get into Salford side, didn't he? You know, last season he. His, his form and, and what have you, but when he came in last year, he did really well for us. But he was uh, he was lightning quick on on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, obviously Salford, you know, battle back into it. Try by Lamatazzi, Richard diving over by the post. You know, he showed some great form this season and uh, well deserved try. Yeah, he was uh, he was probably one of the matches for me this uh, this Sunday. He played really well, direct running again, same as Copy. You don't stop him from that distance and bundling his way over. Uh, like I said, the more direct route paid dividends again for us, and then I think we took the lead from that, didn't we? Yeah, we we were in front, Paul, and you know, I suppose we weren't playing particularly well, but being in front, we we thought that you know the game was won. But uh, Mason, Kate, and Brown had other ideas and scored at the death. I think it should have been one there, Rob. Twenty-four, twenty-two with four minutes remaining, we should have closed that game out. And I think the Wakefield try for Mason, Kate, and Brown's actually he, he was some scrappy defending in the middle there. He was. You know, Wakefield broke loose down the middle of the field, kept the ball alive, and you must—I must say their attack was good. Um, you know, it was very enterprising, but it was disappointing. You know, with four minutes to go, you've got to close the game out. I mean, and, uh, you know, Mason, Kate, and Brown going over—it was, it was, was a huge overlap on that side. I think Jay Bibby went off with cramp, and we didn't really replace him on the wing over there. There was a massive gap over there, and nobody filled in. And obviously, Kate and Brown was over, and the rest is history. Yeah, I think Wellen was pushed out, wasn't he? Wellen pushed out to the wing, and yeah. uh, I think Carney went into the uh, the centre there, and. Yeah, they were too narrow. It was uh, walking in the end. Yeah, bit of a heartbreak for us, Richard. You know, because we were given a, a lot into that. You could tell by the bodies, uh, the players' body language. They were they looked shattered at the end. Yeah, yeah, they were they were good. I think uh, Paul had it right. But they, they they 
they punished us just on the fringes of the, the, the ruck that play particularly I think it was fourth tackle and, and they just or maybe third tackle they just broke just from the outside a couple of quick play the balls and then they were down to our like, 10 weren't they I think uh, Dobson managed to scramble back get the tackle in but uh, yeah we were short on the left then and uh, that, that was it uh, game over unfortunately yeah Salford's tight defence broke at the end Bachelor goes under the post Paul but you know looking back at the game we, we showed Wakefield that you know we were the better side throughout and that's going to be a good thing I think looking forward to the, the cup game next week yeah definitely like we were saying before we, you can't afford to give a, a team a 16-0 lead and if we can cut those errors out I mean they, they didn't create anything really for the third, first three tries so if we can cut those errors out and, you know that's the first time we've, we've conceded over 30 points this season apart from the Catalan away you know, that's the first time we've, we've conceded that many points so that was a disappointing thing for me you know we prided ourselves on defence this season so uh, I'm sure Ian Watson will approach him at least and they've got to fix fix things up for uh, for Hull this week and, and the Wakefield game the week after yeah looking at the uh, the, the stats uh, Richard, the tackles, Lamatazzi with 32 tackles, uh, James Hassan 31, Ben Mertesalo 27, Griffin with 25, Brian in with 30. You know, the forwards put a big effort in. Hassan, our new signing, with 31. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's looking good, apart from the uh, indiscretion last week, uh, getting 10 minutes uh, in Simbin for the high tackle. He's looked pretty consistent. Uh, that's what we need coming off the bench or starting there. Uh, starting props so um, I think it was it was lost in the backs unfortunately them, them silly mistakes as we said uh, keep saying them 16, 16 point lead it was uh, it was a bit of a, a scratchy performance from a few of them I thought uh, Dobson didn't have his best game um, maybe you know did the, did the rest against Warrington do him any good when Todd, Todd Carney came in uh, he looked a bit off it and kicked a couple straight out and uh, yeah he looked, uh, looked a bit you know, not not as good as we've seen him, which is which is something because his performance has been amazing this season. Um, and obviously, Chris Weller made a few mistakes, so there was there was there was a bit of a bit of trouble. I think Ian Watson will, will learn more from from losing a close game like this than than will have win will be winning it because we know what we can do. We should be winning games like that. What did we do to lose it? Um, so he can, he can pick them up now, and uh, and we'll go again on Friday, I'm sure. Yeah, like right, Richard said, Paul, it was a bit scratchy. But I suppose that's how far we've come in it, that we're expecting, you know, a big performance. And we can't expect, a, you know, a five-star performance every week, can we? No, no, not at all, Rob, not at all. He's disappointing, but, you know, you're going to lose games. And, and, you know, you look at teams like Wigan and St. Helens, they've lost a lot more games than we have this season. I think you've got to give credit to Wakefield. Wakefield are a good side. They put 40 points past Wigan the week before. They won the two games over the over the bank holiday period. I've been very impressed with them when I've seen them this season. And and to be honest, I thought it was two good sides on, on Sunday. Obviously, we made some mistakes, um, and that, and that cost us the game. But like like Richard said, I think we'll learn more from that. And I think it just could be the sort of the kick up the, the, the backside that we possibly need. I mean, if we'd have won a, a close game there, you know, we might have relaxed a bit. But I think definitely now that that relax, relaxation won't be there. Now I think we'll be really switched on for for Hull this this Friday. Yeah, looking at the top meter makers, Cop Jack with one hundred and thirteen. Bibby the 130, um, Wellham with the 164, Jack packing the hundreds, uh, Richard, is always a big performer for us. Oh yes, yeah, he's definitely, uh, he's, he's, he's influential the second he comes off the, the bench, uh, I think that's, to be honest, why Ian keeps him on the bench there, so he has a big impact after 20 minutes coming on, um, and he does, he, he almost made the difference again this week, uh, he's putting some fantastic performances, but uh, Unfortunately, just came up short this week. Yeah, we spoke to uh, Chris Browning, Rob Lewitt, Logan Tompkins and Jake, Jake Billy after the game. And this is what they had to say. Oh, 
Right, well, after trying to catch up with you all season, Chris, I finally caught you, and it's after the defeat. I mean, how disappointing was that today? Uh, it, was, it was really disappointing. I mean, I think we probably lost it in the first half, to be honest. Um, I worked clinical enough. I don't think we completed our sets very well. Too many errors. Um, I mean, you can't knock our effort, I don't think, but... No, it just wasn't, wasn't you know, today. I think I think the effort is there to see. I've just spoke to what I mean. How hard is that on you guys? You know, playing three games in the space of seven days. It's, it's tough, that, isn't it? Tough it, mentally and physically. It is, but everyone's else is in the same boat as well. I mean, you just got to you know recover the best you can and try and get on with it. There's nothing we can do right now. Uh, hopefully, they're going to look into it next year. Um, We've seen a few things on Twitter about player welfare, etc. So, see, see what happens. Wakefield's a good side, they're like the no mugs, and it was, it was a cracking game, I thought. You know, two sides going for it, and we could have quite easily won that game late on there, couldn't we? Yeah, you know, they're up there, they're third or fourth in the table. They've been good all year. They picked us last time as well, so, I mean, the good thing is we've got them again in a couple of weeks, and we, uh, we've, got to, we've got to put it right. How are you finding life at Salford? Last time I, I, I spoke to you was the, the new kid here, weren't you? You just arrived and you know you've progressed really well this season. You've become like a major part of the first team. Yeah, I think I've settled in all right. Um, still got a lot of improvement left, and you know, I'm still learning. Um, and you know, all the senior players are always helping me try and develop. So it's it's a really good environment still. In you know, especially you can tell with the performances we've been putting out there. So yeah. well, keep up with the good work, Chris. Cheers, and, uh, Good luck next week, mate. Thank you. Cheers, Chris. So I'm joined by Rob Lewis. <laughs> Difficult defeat that Rob? Yeah it was, um, Wakeful turned up today, um, you know they're a top four team, um, it's going to be tough, um, but it was a good game, I thought um, they got it off a good start, a couple of mistakes from us, led to their tries, they're never going to catch Mason, <laughs> he's just quicker, we know we played with him last year, but um, credit to them, we got the win, um, we'll see him in two weeks, Challenge Cup, but we just got to, uh, you know, learn from this, get the video, and then hold this week, so. Yeah, I suppose it carries a building, you know, we need to move on from this, playing Hall next week, uh, you know, the boys are going to be up for that, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. Will be up for it. Um, you know, I'll have to see the world class team. You know, they won on the weekend, beat Wigan, so um, they're going to want to come back. So they're in the top four. So um, it's going to be going to be a tough game, but it's it's, it's all on us. Um, you know, just got to learn from this. Look forward to Hull, and I think I um, will be up for it. And especially you've got to um, get back to winning at home. Yeah, looking forward to that Wakefield game in the cup. Obviously played in today. We know what the situation is now. We can turn them over, can't we? Yeah, we can. Um, it, when it, it comes down to anybody's game, um, kick off. Um, Wakeful, you know, they're going to have confidence that they beat us at home. Um, two, two times they beat us this year, so we're just going to have to, you know, pu push that aside and come two weeks, you know, um, we'll be ready. And um, we spoke about it, and then we just got to put this aside. You can't win them all, so uh, fair enough. Yeah, big thanks for talking to us in the Denville Detail. Thank you. Right, just joined by Jake Bibby, you know, two tries today, and I thought he did really well. How did you go on at the end, coming off? Did you get injured? Or no, I'd say cramping up. I'd, not, I'd never usually cramp up, but I don't know why I stayed. And then do my best, went off. I told Liam Young, then he brought me off because I weren't chasing him back as I had so far, I might as well get him off now. Saves another part of myself. Great finish for your second try. <laughs> how did you get over there? It was an acrobatic uh, finish, uh, that, uh, wasn't it? I didn't know how it ended, to be honest. That was fine. But yeah, dis disappointing result today, but you know, you put a lot of effort in there, didn't you? And like we said, we can't win them all. It's, yeah. it's about how you react now and bounce back exactly. next week. 100%. We should, next week, we'll have to do them all, but. I see, I see was next time we're playing with Challenge Ford, definitely doing more, but they've got that step on us now. But we've got to bring it next time. Two defeats against Wakefield this season. They're no mugs, are they? They're a good side, yeah. aren't they? up there challenging. Like, people say like they're trying to be a bogey team, but they're not. It's, they seem to me like they're picking up off our errors, everything's off our errors, and then they have to build up. I, I, wasn't, I was confident when they scored, we'd come back, but not last week. Three minutes. How are you feeling with your performances? I mean, you seem to be settling down on the side. No try last yeah. week, two tries this week. I, you're I growing in like, I feel like I'm, when I first started off, I was 
and obviously I'm not new to all. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I'm growing there, like getting more confidence. Showed some really good runs today yeah. as well, and you took a bit of stopping when you got going yeah. there. You're quite an handful with the ball. Surprise yourself. Well, thanks for speaking to us, yeah, Jake, cheers. and good luck next week, mate. So, I'm joined by Logan Tompkins. Tough defeat, that Logan. Yeah, it really was. It's uh, a pill to swallow, really, after, you know, we've had so many games that we've won consecutively and then uh, the, we let them into the game from our errors and we just never caught back up. Yeah, opportunity though to get back up, obviously Hull next week, you know the boys going to be fired up for that one? Yeah, it'll give us motivation for next week but uh, <coughs> we, we shouldn't really just pass over this, we need to, you know, to analyse it and see where we went wrong and uh, address a few things and then you know, we can uh, be a bit depressed about it for a day or two and then we'll move on next week and we'll focus on that game. Yeah, well, so you're still second or third in, in the league. It's a really good season. Hopefully get back to winning ways and who knows where we'll go. Yeah, but you can never be happy with where you are. You always need to be better. So it's it's, it's just tough to lose a game like that, which we should be winning. Uh, and, and we know we should be winning. It's not that we're complacent. It's just that our skill wasn't on the money and uh, we left ourselves with too much to do. And uh, to be honest, probably didn't deserve to win the game. We, we'd, we'd played well. We uh, used our field position well, but we just couldn't capitalise on it. And if you don't score points, you don't win. Hey, it's an honest assessment. And thanks for talking to us in the devil of the detail. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Thanks nice very one, much. Mate. So Paul, the players there obviously disappointed with the performance, but I'm sure they're going to bounce back this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. Do, yeah, they're, they're all disappointed. Apart from Jake Booby, I think Jake Booby was buzzing because he scored his two tries. I was, I was very pleased for Jake because he's, he's a young lad who's growing in confidence. But yeah, they were, they were all disappointed. And um, like Chris Bryan said, I don't think you can really question the, the guy's effort. I thought the, the effort was there for him. Things didn't work out. You know, balls were spilled and, and mistakes were made, but. Um, I don't think there was a lack of effort. I just think it's one of those those days that, that gets away from me. But yeah, I'm sure we'll bounce back this week. Yeah, we spoke to Ian Watson after the game in Coach's Corner, and this is what he had to say. Right, Ian Watson has joined me after today's defeat. You know, it was a, f a funny game that one. It we sort of lost it, won it, lost it. Yeah, it's it oh, first half to be fair, some of our errors just we weren't clinical enough in that first half, and we put ourselves under a bit too much pressure, really. Um, Defensive-wise, in the first half, we defended really well and we won the kind of field position battle. It was just like we made silly errors and if you give Mason and Reece Lynn um, an open invitation to run at the line, they're going to take them and they're going to score them as well. There's that many people who will catch Mason definitely in the clear. That first half, it seemed a bit flat really, didn't it? We struggled to get going, but is that credit to Wakefield's defence? Because I thought they defended really well in that first period. We struggled to yeah. break them down, didn't we? Yeah, little, little bits of, um, like I say, our attack not being quite right. Um, didn't, we didn't break them down as well as what we needed to do, so... We, it's something for us to kind of look at that really and to be fair the effort was there and the energy was there in kind of our D which we needed to maintain second half second half we started getting a little bit of impetus with our attack as well running to bust um, which was the right way to kind of go with the guys um, it's just it's one of them games that we've lost and we're disappointed we've lost it but we've got to learn and uh, move forward there seemed a period in that second half especially Craig Kotcha because it was outstanding there and Lamatars as well they worked like you said yeah. they were running to bust and we, we started to get on top there didn't we yeah. it's, it's that energy that you want Benny Murdoch's to come on in the middle he started running he put Fafita over and, um, on his backside and Lama on the back of it Copy on the back of it and it was probably kind of that intent a little bit but we probably missed a little bit in attacking the first half but like I say it's, it's an accumulation probably of um, efforts over the last couple of weeks really to be fair so hopefully we recover smartly and I'll learn from this and then we'll come for the whole game next week How good was it to get Todd Carney Rob Louie and Michael Dobson on the pitch at the same time because you had a lot of options there then didn't you? Yeah it's good it's, um, it came about more through to people's niggles yeah. and injuries more, more than anything else as well and obviously we wanted to win 
inject Todd on there um, at some point within the game as well. To be fair, I thought when he did on it, he'd come on and did well. To be fair. Is that something you could look at now going forward? I know it's going to be hard to, to sort of shift Robert Louis and Michael yeah. Dobson out. Is there a space for Todd Carnett? You know, outside the back possibly. Yeah, well, Todd's a half and he's a good half and he's a good game manager as well. So he's first and foremost a, a half. Yeah, he can play full back and he can play in some other positions. So can Rob Louis as well. But ideally, we want to play him in the positions that we're here to, to play. And like you say, double and Rob Louis have been great um, for this first part of the season. It's up to us to kind of continue on that and uh, make sure we, we get back on the arse next week. Yeah, definitely. Hull next week, we had a great win at their place. I mean, they're going to be like a wounded animal, aren't they, coming here yep. you know, after, on the back of that one? So it's something you're going to have to be prepared for. How important is this week now, recovery-wise? You know, three games in seven days, you need a break now, I suppose, the players, yeah, don't they? Ridiculous. It's, uh, <laughs> we've got them recovering straight away now. Um, we've got some... We've got, um, some Will they have a few therapy. days off now this yeah, week? Yeah, they're going to have to, because um, what's it, like you say, what, what, what we pride ourselves on and how hard we work for each other and to be fair the boys put a hell of a lot of effort in for each other and today it was there in bits it just wasn't there for the full lot which is what we normally get from our guys and we know we'll rectify this but it really needs to be really smartly managed over the next few days and recovery wise the boys are what smart with what they eat as well and how they recover as well so it's um, from both ways it's from the club it's from the team it's from the individual we've got to make sure that we look after each other I'm certain you'll bounce back soon Ian good luck on Friday against Hull I'll speak to you then right, cheers Paul yeah. so that was Ian Watson in coach's corner Paul you know he, he was a bit disappointed but he was ready for next week and uh, putting things right yeah, that's, that's right, that game's gone now, isn't it? Obviously, he's um, he's going to have, have words with certain players about how they performed, the mistakes that were made and what have you. But, uh, but yeah, he's focused on next week now, focused on the, the game that's still to come because, you know, really, if we've not really moved, we've, we've stayed second in the table, so, you know, not much damage has been done. If we can get back on the, the horse this weekend, so obviously the week after we've got a massive cup tie against Wakefield, so we've got two pivotal games in the next two weeks, I'm sure, Ian. Have the troops ready for them too. Yeah, I suppose Richard, it's a bit of a learning curve for Watson. Obviously, you know this dip getting beat against Wakefield. You know he know he needs to now get his troops ready for the uh, the challenges to come. Yeah, I know he always says so. He, he likes to take every game as it comes, and, and that's instilled in the players, isn't it? But I think if you were going to look at any of them that you could afford to lose, it was probably this one. I wouldn't like to lose against Hull and then have to follow the cup tie with it um, against Wakefield. So I think, like we said, he's, he's going to learn a lot from that and uh, I, I certainly won't be seeing us conceding uh, those points again, I don't think, in the next couple of games. Yeah, big thanks for everyone for the three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Chris and Janet Shenton don't like losing. Their man of the match was Lamatazzi. Uh, John Cooper, play better Friday. Uh, Red Devil really poor today and uh, his man of the match was Copper Paul and I don't think they were particularly poor I think they were just frustrated he couldn't get the uh, the performance they wanted um, I thought it was a funny game we said to what it was a really funny game so we won it they they won it we won it they won it he sort of to and fro in that second half and I thought the first 20 minutes was poor from us we made mistakes um, I thought we looked a bit flat in stages and I think a lot of that you've got to give credit to Wakefield they stopped us from playing our game with their defence and I think you've got to give them credit because they're, they're a good side sometimes you can only play as well as a team will let you and I thought they, they, they did you know Chris Chester, John Keir they got their tactics spot on as they did in the, the, the game at, at Bellevue so yeah there was patches that was poor but I wouldn't say it was a, a, a terrible performance it was a, an off day I'd say yeah, Colin Reynolds, too many mistakes. His man of match was Copy. Michael Clegg, we move on. His man of match was Copy. Ian Peacock, all worst enemies. Uh, Claire Hughes, onwards and upwards. I think that's the message, uh, Richard, that we have to take from this. You know, it was defeat, but, you know, we're moving on to bigger and better things, hopefully. 
Yeah, drop this. This is gone now. Let's concentrate on Hull for Friday. I think it's a very simple message. And the fact that um, people are thinking that that's a poor performance it shows how far we've come, to be honest. We're still in second, onwards and onwards. Lost twice in 14 matches. If you'd have told somebody that, I think, at the start of the season, they'd have grabbed it, take you, rip your hand off. Yeah, I think that's about right. Obviously, out of the two of them, we'd rather win the cup game ne- next week. Uh, yeah, Colin thanks. Wilson, a cup game prevails. His man and match was copy. Gary Williams off the pace. His man of the match was copy. Paul Foster, very loose defence. Uh, his man of the match was copy. Paul, Cop Jack getting a lot of, uh, lot of praise this week. Got mine. Yeah. I, I wrote his name down after 75 minutes in my pad. <laughs> I just thought I'm having Cop Jack. I just thought he played tremendous in that. Especially in the second half, the way he was running, the way he worked hard. I thought he had a really, really top game. Cop Jack. So, uh, yeah, and I didn't, to be honest with you, I thought when you read the three-word match reports, I was, I was going to say I bet a lot of my Cop Jack. So, I'm glad I wrote his name down. Yeah, Chris Hawkins, generous, spirited, uh, ragged. His man of the match was Copjack and Harvey, poor first half. And his man of the match was Benman at Masala, Lamatazzi and Coppe. He obviously can't pick one, he's got to pick three. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's one of them, I suppose, the boys tried their hardest, uh, Richard. But, you know, hopefully they'll learn from this and they'll uh, move on. And, uh, they will. We'll, uh, yep. we'll keep going forward, that's the main thing. That's it, definitely. On to Friday. Who was your man of the match, Paul? Mine was Copjack. Yours going Copjack. How about you, Richard? Who was your man of the match from uh, the game? Yeah, yeah, it was boring, but it was Copjack. Copjack. <laughs> sorry, sorry, can't disagree with anybody. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll all jump on the Copjack bus then uh, for the uh, for the man of the match this week. Uh, big thanks for, for the big three-word match reports, man of the match. It's always great to have interaction uh, from the podcast. Uh, what we'll do now, obviously, we talked about the defeat against Wakefield. And now what we'll do, we'll look at, back at the news from Sulphur Red Devils. So here's all the news coming out of Sulphur Red Devils this week. The big news is a new three-year contract for Mark Flanagan, Paul. You know, a great result, that. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, we've heard a lot of rumours going around. I know we don't like to do rumours on here, but a few people have been telling us that he's going to Castleford and maybe going to St. Helens. I think for us to tie him down on a three-year deal, I think that just shows you how far we've come as a club, I think, as well. He's, he's, he's great to, to sign him. I think he's been, he's been tremendous this season, Paul, and last season. 29 now, so I mean that'll take him to you know 32, 33. He's 30 in December, I think. So, um, so this is probably going to be his last major contract, really. And I'm, I'm really pleased he's, he's going to spend the, the twilight of his career with us. Yeah, works hard. Got a good set of hands, Richard. You know, knows where the line is. He's a complete player, and you know, having him in our team, you know, that boosts us. Oh, he's, he's been brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's the last couple of seasons. Um, he's been really strong for us. Million pound game. I think he probably made the difference. Um, I've heard he's been made by captain as well so it, it shows that uh, I think what Watson's got faith in him I think he epitomises Watson on the field to be honest um, in his, his all-round game his passion for it um, second only to Copjack really in, in that respect but yeah really positive and uh, hopefully there's a, a few more in the pipeline as well Yeah we've got a nucleus of a, a good side for next season Paul I suppose it's up to uh, Ian Bleas and Ian Watson to get together and, and sort of manipulate his team into a a team that's winning like it is this season. Well, that, the, the most pleasing thing for me as well, Rob, with, with the guys that have all signed up on long-term deals, they, they've been here for quite a while now. I mean, we were saying a few weeks ago, what, when we brought four players in in a close season. Um, so the, the nucleus of the side, well, mainly most of the side, is if you look back at the, the starting 17, the starting 13 that played in the million pound game, most of those lads are still here this season. So, I mean, and they're going to be there next season. I think it's continuity and, you know, the, the lads have got a fantastic relationship on the pitch. They've worked for each other. But I think they've also got a great relationship off it as well. As we mentioned before, they all seem to, to get on really well. And it is a very tight-knit group. And, uh, 
yeah, it's great to see see players like Matt Flanagan. He's probably one of the senior players at the club now, signing a new deal for us. And obviously, hopefully, Robert Louis is going to be another one as well. I know he's one that's been talked about at the moment. He's probably the major one that's not not signed up yet. So hopefully, Robert will as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? Uh, Richard, Robert Louis, Todd Carney, both playing really well, and they get the opportunity. Rob Louis' contract up. You know what will he want to do? You know it's a it's a tip, it's a difficult situation. It is, it's impossible to call, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, Rob Louis had a fantastic season so far, but uh, when Todd's come in, he's uh, certainly the last game against Warrington, he played fantastic. So, uh, you, you, you got to keep them both on, yeah. Somehow, well, keep well, them both happy. Yeah, well, if you want depth in the squad, Paul, you, you need quality all all through the squad, and you know, having such quality in you know such positions is only a good thing for us. Yeah, I asked Watson the question on Sunday actually because um, at one stage of that second half we had four of our pivots on the field. We had Robert Louis, Michael Dobson, Gareth O'Brien, and Todd Carney. And I said to Watson, you know, do you see a space in the side for Todd Carney other than the halfbacks? And his answer, I think, was Todd Carney's a halfback. So that to me, so that he doesn't, because you know, you heard supporters and people say, oh, can't play Todd Carney loose forward. And for me, Todd Carney can't play loose forward. I don't think he's the greatest defender in the world. For me, Todd Carney is a halfback, and that's where he's got to play. So if you're going to play him there, you've got obviously three doesn't go into two, does it? So it's a major conundrum for you, Watson. But it's a tough one, and we we spoke about this last week, didn't we, Robbie? We've got to play um, in this match on on Sunday against Wakefield, and obviously Watson brought Michael Dobson back in. But it is a really tough decision for him at the moment. And, one I'm glad I've not got to make. Yeah, it's a good a date to have, uh, Richard. Obviously, previous Salford squads haven't been, you know, particularly blessed with depth, but you know this one that there's quality all over, isn't there? There is, yeah, yeah. Every, every bit of the field and all the replacements as well coming in, not let anybody down. Um, but just, just back on Carney a second. I, I don't know where how, how happy he is, what he's doing, whether he's injured or whatever. But um, it's he's, he's got to he's got to keep him in. Somehow, because what he does, he, he made uh, he made a big difference when he came on on Sunday, forty uh, twenty almost uh, straight after when he came on. It's brilliant. So to have that kind of depth in the squad, um, surely we've got to try and keep that. And uh, certainly when we're second in the league, and hopefully if we can get through the next stage of the cup, then uh, that'll encourage other people to sign Rob Louis, hopefully as well, and that'll that'll bring more people to the club, more interest, and and hopefully uh, hopefully an even deeper squad for next season yeah I think he's got X Factor Todd Carney he, you know he can produce magic moments like he did at Warrington Paul with that wonder ball out to South you know and that, that's why you won't be able to bring someone in to make a difference he's a genuine match winner isn't he Todd Carney he's got the, the X Factor like you say and he's a, he's a game changer he's a player that can come on he's a player that can start and, and win a game for him to me now if you want to go on to that next level and get to cup finals and, and get to the top four you need players like that you know Players, some players will only take you so far, won't they? But I think we've got players in that side now who can take us on to that next level. And I think Todd Carney is definitely one of them. Yeah, looking at more news coming out from the club this week. The under-19s academy sports education courses are applying for, for new people to join that. Richard, it's a great thing having these young kids have the opportunity to play rugby and learn at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you've got to encourage the, the, the youngsters in now. Um, We've seen a few come through the ranks now this season, Jake Bowie being one of them. Um, you've seen what they can do. Um, I think Ian's building uh, building for the future as well and hopefully uh, what he's doing on the field uh, will just encourage the youngsters to uh, to come in and, and step up 
when uh, when they're ready. So yeah, it's really encouraging. Yeah, I think the Salford Red Devils Foundation, Paul, do an amazing job, and you know it's their, it's their kind of remit it, to get around to the local you know, clubs and the local schools and and try and you know find that next uh, staff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If you look at the, the, the side now, it's very pleasing to see the lads, you know, Brian Lavington, uh, Nia Levels, the Warren Brothers. Uh, we were missed out, Jake Bibby. The core of the side now is being built around those those young players, and it's very important. I think it's very important, as we said before, to get the families involved as well. And you know, that that increases your support as well. You, you get that sort of that feeling for for the club as well within the local community as well. So uh, so yeah, the, the foundations, as we mentioned nearly every week, are doing a fantastic job. Yeah, uh, I went to uh, Earlham Live uh, last week uh, with Dr. Devil and saw a few of his helpers there promoting the club. Uh, Rich, it's great, obviously, out in the community, you know, spreading the gospel of Sulphur Red Devils. That's what it's all about for me, it's getting outside the bubble. It is, yeah, you just mentioned the bubble there. Uh, I think we've been guilty, certainly, of, of trying to, well, not trying to, but just staying within the bubble. And uh, it's great to get out to events like that. You, you've got to spread the word and. Uh, I mean, get the fixtures out there, get the ticket prices out there, and, and uh, make sure as many people in Salford and uh, surrounding areas can can see what we're doing this season. Uh, hopefully, that'll be a good advert. The rugby we're playing is fantastic, so surely uh, we've got to get people through the gates. And anything that Doctor Devil can do, uh, I'm sure, will be uh, very pleasing for people because he's he's what, I, in my opinion, he's a great mascot, one of the best mascots with um, that Super League's got. So. Uh, uh, I think the more he gets out and about, certainly for the kids anyway, it'll be uh, it'll be encouraging them, and hopefully they'll bring uh, they'll bring the adults with them and and uh, get more through the turnstiles. Yeah, it was it was great seeing kids running like 30, 40 yards to give them a cuddle in Earlham. You know, it's it's fantastic. I think Paul, you know, he's out there, you know, trying to trying to promote the club, trying to you know hook the next generation in. Yeah, certainly he's great, and like you were saying there about the, the mystical bubble that you keep mentioning, Bob, it, it's true because. If you go on Twitter and, and sometimes and, and Facebook and things like that, a lot of the, the club stuff in the past has been sort of preaching to the converted, if you like, you know, telling us about how good the club are. And, you know, we, we know that. And it's these people who, who are not so familiar with it, not so familiar where we're playing, not so familiar when, when the games are, the prices are, then those are the people you need to attract because there's loads of people out there in the local areas. It's a massive sort of untapped area of Salford and what we've not got into. So if we can get out there and, and promote them with, with, with the great things we've got, you know, Dr. Devil, great character and you know, kids seem to love him. So, so why not get out there and attract these people? Yeah, I think it's great. Obviously, the likes of Ian Blees, you know, doing a fan- fabulous job, Richard. You know, obviously the next couple of weeks with the Cup game coming up and the game against Hull, you know, he's there, you know, signing Mark Flanagan. That's a, that's a massive start for this, this week. You know, it shows for me, you know, a sort of kind of, uh, a sort of, um, uh, conservative uh, speech here, but he's strong and stable. That's what you want. You know, he's doing a great job for me. He is, yeah, yeah. Since he's since he's come in, uh, you can see the difference in the marketing and the amount of stuff he's, he's trying to get out there. Uh, these things take time, though. Um, it won't just it won't happen overnight. Uh, I think the attendances are up anyway this season, but it's going to be a slow burner. So uh, he's doing the right things. He's making the right uh, impressions in the in the right areas, and and that's that's made a difference already. I think this season, but. Uh, it's going to take some time. You just need a bit more patience, and hopefully the crowds will come. Yeah, he had a bit of a wobble, Paul, uh, about the crowds early on the season. But his reaction to that was to get in, sort of involved with fans groups and you know get ideas and getting the wheels in motion. And that's a that's a positive step for me. It shows how good he is. Yeah, certainly. We, we don't we don't remember him as a player, and he's you know, one of our heroes when he first first played for Salford. So, so yeah, he's um, a great ambassador to have at the club and. 
someone that you can trust, I think. That, that's the main thing. You can put your trust in, in Ian Blaise. And, yeah, I think he's, 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 he's been out there, and he? He's done the business. He's not just sat there and talked about it. He's gone out there, and he's, he's helping engage with the support. And I think that, that's the main thing. You've got, you've got to be on side with them and, and work with them, you know. Don't, you can't just, just stand there and shout at people and say, come to the, the ground. You've got to entice them in and, and work with them. And I think he's done that excellently this season. Yeah, looking forward to the, the cup game, Richard. Uh, tickets are available. So, yeah, Wakefield tickets for cup games. It's £15 for adults, £10 for concessions, and free for juniors up to the 14th of June. And then after the 14th of June, it's £20 for adults, £15 for concessions, and £10 for juniors. You know, you're hoping you know, for a big game, because that's, that's a big game for our club, isn't it? Oh, this is uh, proper revenge time now, though, isn't it? I mean, they've, they've done the double over us, so... Uh... We won't want to be repeating that uh, chance at a semi-final as well. I mean, it's been been a fair few years, hasn't it, guys? Before since uh, since we could say we're in a third semi-final. So yeah, hopefully that'll be a really good game. Get plenty of people through the door and uh, and and just hopefully see us win. Yeah, well, the next two weeks, Paul, it could shape our season. Hull and then and then the Wakefield game. You know, two wins from two there, and we're, and we're buzzing again. Uh, two defeats, and uh, you know, it could be spontaneous combustion time. Yeah, two two victories, Robert. And really set, set the season alight again. And just going back to what uh, Richard said there about semi finals, I'm still having nightmares about that last semi final that we were in, even though it's all those years ago. But, but yeah, um, the next two weeks are a pivotal now. Like I said, we've got to concentrate on that whole game. That whole game's going to be tough. You're holding a decent side out there, and we're just putting 50 points in at their place. I think they're going to be after a bit of revenge. They did had a good win against Wigan um, on Saturday, just gone. So uh, that's going to be a tough game against Hull. And then obviously we'll turn our attention to the Wakefield game. But yeah, if we can get two victories from that, we're going to be sat pretty in second at least in the table. You know, I don't think we can be joint top coming. We we'll stay second. And obviously if you've got that a semi-final then to look forward to in the Cup, so uh, that'd, be, that'd be something special. That. Yeah, it's, it's like the way the club's going, Richard. You know what I mean? It's all positive. You know, we're, we're towards the top. You know, playing good rugby as well. You know, this could be, to coin Warrington phrase, it could be our year, this. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, there's, there's every chance. Uh, I think uh, we just said it then. Uh, these two games are absolutely key. If you were going to lose one, uh, it, it, uh, it was this Wakefield match just gone. Let's uh, let's make sure we learn from that and do not lose these next two games. Although having said that, I know it will be going to go out the cup, but um, there's still the league, and we would still possibly be second because of uh, points difference. Even if we did lose against Hull, so it may not be all doom and gloom, but. I know uh, you can see that maybe people will be saying then that the, the wheels have fallen off and, and we're, we're on the downward slide. But, uh, yeah, very important next couple of weeks and hopefully we can uh, we can win both of them. To be fair, Paul, even if, if we do slide a bit, you know, we're finishing the top sort of four or six, that'd be, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it, really? For what we're used to watching, anyway. It'd be great to finish in the top eight first, Rob. I mean, last yeah. season we were about ten seconds from getting relegated, so... This season's been a, a, a great, great so far. It's been a great improvement. Um, we've, I mean, the last sort of season we had, like, it was, I think, 2006, wasn't it? And, and then we sort of fell away a bit in the, in the second half of the season and got lumped in that playoff at Bradford. So this season, it'd be pleasing for me if we could just keep this going now because, you know, we've done this well. You don't really want to fade on this now. And uh, I think that's that's an important thing. But uh, obviously, the, the Challenge Cup is, is massive. And just going back to crowds and interest and things like that, if you can get to a cup semi-final, that's a massive day out there. You know, you've got a chance of getting to Wembley. I think that, that's going to put bums on seats and people are going to come and watch a semi-final, aren't they? So it's all going in the right direction for me. And like we keep harping on about these next two weeks, pivotal. they really are. This is a crucial part of the season now. I suppose, uh, Richard, it's, you know, it's all about getting bums on seats, but it depends if you count them or not, really. That's what, that's what it says on Twitter, anyway. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. There's a bit of a di- bit of disappointment around the the, uh, the attendance last week, but uh, yeah, just uh, if we can get a cup semi final, and that'll definitely surely we've got to get a few thousand through the through the gates based on that. Yeah, the hope of Wembley. Yeah, that's that's the dream, isn't it, Paul? You know, Wembley is is a big thing for Salford fans, and you know, if if we do manage to go past Wakefield, anything in a semi final can happen. Uh, like we know against the the Sheffield game. You know that that was a you know a, a disappointing thing, but we've had a the million pound miracle since then, and we've gone on a different direction. I feel now, and anyone in the semi final, I think you know it could be ours this year. Oh well, yeah, we've we've proved it this season that we we can beat anybody, can't we? I mean, we've we've been away from home this season and won at grounds like Hull and, and, and Wigan where we've not won for for a long time. So uh, and Warrington as well it was a, it was a great away win. So we we proved we can mix it with the best this season and beat those top sides. And in the semi final, I think a semi final it's a neutral ground and it's it's all on it's on the day and it? it's a bit like the final but it's all on the day and there's a lot of pressure involved in those games. It's about who copes with the pressure and you probably find a lot of the semi finals tend to go either way. So if it, I think Wakefield's a crucial one and get through that one and then worry about the semi final when we get there. Yeah, I suppose it's uh, taking one game at a time, Richard. Obviously, Hall this week. You know, we need to be focused on that. Before we start thinking about the Wakefield game, definitely, yeah, you can't look anywhere past uh, past Hull. The, uh, they'll be they'll be seeking revenge after the uh, the fifty point uh, drubbing we gave them. So uh, yeah, we've got to focus on this one first, and then then worry about Wakefield later. Yeah, before, obviously, before we start talking about the whole game, um, we'll look back at the amateur report and what our amateur side did with Paul, and then what we'll do after that, we'll have a little talk about us. <laughs> Right, well, I'll start this week's amateur report by looking at the National Conference Leagues. We've got quite a few results and scores to get through in all the leagues this week, but we'll start off in the Conference Premier. Rochdale Mayfield, another good win for them. They beat Pilkington Rex by 44 points to 20. All these games are played on Saturday. In Division 2, East Leeds 78, Salford City Roosters 13. So another big defeat there for the Roosters. Hopefully they can bounce back next week after that one. Uh, Dudley Hill 30, Saddleworth 28. In Division 3, it was Waterhead Warriors 38, Stanley 40, and West Bowling 40. 46, Oldham St Anne's 32. The fixtures for this coming weekend, we start off Friday June, Salford City Roosters in action in Division 2, they take on Lee East, that is a half 7 kickoff. The rest of the games will be played on Saturday the 10th of June at half past 2, and it's Saddleworth versus Ascombe, that's in Division 2. In Division 3, we've got Elland against Waterhead, Oldham St Anne's against Ryland Sharks. In the Premier Division, Thato Heath play Rochdale Mayfield. Right, well, moving on to the Northwest Men's League, that got underway on Thursday night. Langworthy Reds took on Manchester Rangers A in Division 4. Langworthy came out on top with a good win. They beat the Manchester Rangers A by 32 points to 18. The rest of the games were played on Saturday. In Division 1, Goldbourne Parkside 16, Folly Lane 26. In Division 2, Lee East A 30, Berry Broncos 40, Manchester Rangers 64, Leyland Warriors 18. In Division 3, Eccleston Lions 26, Rochdale Cobras 28, Oldham St. Anne's A50, Fitton Hill 0. In Division 4, Ryland Sharks A50, Caddyshead Rhinos 16, West Horton Lions 32, Little Hulton Reds 12. And in Division 5, Berry Broncos A22, Blackbrook Blues A52, and Hulton Farmworth Hornets A106. Bolton Mets 4 so lucky there to Bolton Mets hopefully they can bounce back from that next week that was a big defeat that but uh, I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll come good soon in the entry league Littleborough 50 Burnley and Pendle 26 so the fixtures for this coming week in the North West Men's League all these games will be played on Saturday the 10th of June as far as I'm aware uh, and we start with Division 2 Rochdale Mayfield A versus Bold Miners 
Wigan St. Jude's versus the Berry Broncos. In Division 3, Chester Gladiators play the Fitton Hill Bulldogs. Crossfields A play Oldham St. Anne's A. Rochdale Cobras play the Blackpool Scorpions. In Division 4 of the Northwest Men's League, it's Caddy's Head versus Wollstone Rovers A. Or Old St. James A versus the Langworthy Reds and the West Horton Lions versus Manchester Rangers A. And finally, in Division 5, Bolton Mets play the Blackpool Stanley. Berry Broncos A play Halton Farm with Hornets A. And Clockface Miners A play Saddle with Rangers A. And finally this week we'll turn our attention to the Northwest Youth League. We'll start off in the under-18s Division 1. There was two results there. Saddleworth 32, Charlie 44 and Waterhead 36, Wollstone 26. The match between Folly Lane and Telford in the under-17s Premier there was no result. In the under-16s, Division 2, Hindley 18, South Trafford 28, Charlie Panthers 0, Rochdale Mayfield 42. In Division 2 also, Folly Lane's match against Pilkington was postponed. Moving on to the under-13s, Division 1, Oldham St. Anne's, sorry, Newton Storm 6, Oldham St. Anne's, sorry, Newton Storm 16, Oldham St. Anne's 6, Rochdale Mayfield 20, Ashton Bears Blacks 10. And in Division 2 of the under-13s, it was Crossfields 4, Langworthy Reds 46, Saddleworth Rangers 44, Wigan St. Cuthbert 16. In Division 3, Ashton Bears Golds against the Bellevue Bees. There was no result from that one. And the Trafford, Warri uh, Trafford Raiders, they had a great win. They beat Leyland Warriors by 44 points to nil. Well, the fixtures for this coming weekend in the under-16s, Division 1, Saddleworth play Lee East, Waterhead play Ince Rose Bridge, Wigan St. Cuthbert play Oldham St. Anne's. In Division 2 of the under-16s, Rochdale Mayfield play Folly Lane. In the under-13s, Violent Sharks play Waterhead Warriors in the under-13s. In Division 1 of the under-13s, Blackbrook Blues play Rochdale Mayfield. Oldham St. Anne's play the Ashton Bears Blacks. In Division 2 of the under-13s, Langworthy Reds play Saddleworth Rangers. Wigan St. Cuthbert play Crossfields. Wigan St. Patrick's play Blackbrook Royals. And in Division 3 of the under-13s, it's Bellevue Bees against the Lee Minor Rangers Golds. Coolchef Eagles against Ashton Bears Golds. Leyland Warriors against Haydock Warriors. And Wollstone Rovers against the South Chafford Raiders. That's all I've got for this this week I'll uh, catch you on Friday at the whole match Devils take on Hull FC on Friday night, Richard. It's going to be a big game. Oh, it's going to be a cracker this. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we put 50, 50 points past them last time. They're coming off the back of a good win, aren't they, against uh, against Wigan? So uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big one this. I think Friday night would have been on Sky as well. Uh, I think uh, it'll be a real good one. Yeah, they're a good side as well, Paul. You know, they've got some quality. I know we beat them away from home, but you know they're going to be uh, you know measured and they've got to be uh, watched. I reckon. Yeah, they're a funny side for me, I think, uh, Hull. They obviously had a good win against Wigan, but before that they lost three games on the track, losing to Catalan. Uh, they lost at home to, to Lee as well, and they lost at the Magic Weekend in 45 nil against St. Helens. The week before that they beat Catalan 62 nil in the Cup. So oh, you never quite know what you're going to get with, with Hull. But, uh, but there's no doubt when they've got some good players. You know, Sneed is a good player when he's on, on song. Albert Kelly at half-back as well, and Danny Howell, and they've got some quality players, some international players as well. So we're going to have to be on our guard, and I think our defence is going to have to be up to scratch this Friday. Yeah, it's on Sky as well, Richard. You know, 
obviously, you know, that's going to affect our crowd with, with the people watching at home. But I think it's important us fans obviously try our best to try and get, you know, new people in. Definitely, we, yeah, we've got to, got to keep up the attendances. Uh, like we said before, it's, it, they're rising all the time, but uh, we've got to be up for this one. Um, the whole coming to town. Hopefully, they'll bring a few with them. Uh, albeit the M62 will be pretty jocker, but hopefully they'll they'll bring them in numbers because uh, they're you know they're up, up there thereabouts in fifth. So it's uh, it's going to be a good match. Uh, Albert Kelly coming back into some sort of form, but like uh, Paul said, it's it's going to be uh, you don't know which one's going to turn up um, for Hull. Um, hopefully now they've won one, they'll lose one again. It's that kind of season for them at the moment, I think. So hopefully. Uh, Ian will have drummed into him there. there's no way we're going to be conceding 30 points again uh, I could see a much more disciplined performance defensively from, from us maybe we'll go back to you know a bit more traditional uh, five drives and a kick for for the first 20 minutes and control it a bit and make sure there's no silly errors cut that out uh, I think we've got uh, I've got a real good chance of winning this one yeah I think, like I say it's a big two weeks uh, coming up Paul and you know, I think it's important that the boys go out and, and put in a big performance against Hull FC, building up to Wakefield next week. Yeah, definitely. Of course, you don't want to be going to the, to the cup game on the back, of, on the back of two defeats. It's about getting a good start. I think, you know, the, the games that, that we have come out on top and dominated this season, we've got the good start. And we did at Warrington, you know, going flying into an 18-point lead. That's just, just what you need. Obviously, the Wakefield game wasn't. We were 16-0 down. So we've got to be on our guard. I mean, if you look at Hull's pack as well, we've got a big pack of forwards. Hull, Chris Green, Thompson, Washburn, Minicello's always an handful as well. So they've got a, a big pack of forwards that need watching. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like we're all saying there, it we, we just depends which old team turn up. But I don't think so much that matters. It depends which Salford team turn up. Really. If we can turn up and, and play the way we played in a lot of home games this season, play like we did it away at the KC Stadium, I'm sure we'll, we'll get the right result. Yeah, I suppose we're the, we're the team in farm being second in the league, Richard. You know what I mean? We've got the quality, I think, uh, to, to beat all on Friday. We have, definitely. Definitely. But uh, I think it's all to, all to do with uh, which team he picks now. Um, I'm not sure of the injuries, but... Um, Presumably, we'll have Dobson, Louis, and Carney available. What, who, who, who plays in the, the two positions there? Um, I'd put Carney in for me. I'd, I'd put Carney back in with, with Louis, um, just because of the performance against Warrington, and obviously Dobson not not turning up, unfortunately, uh, doing such a good job last week. So, for me, I'd, I'd start with Carney. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. He brings that X factor, and uh, <laughs> now's the time to, to put it together uh, with, with Louis and. Uh, and Hopefully then that'll, that'll give us a, the drive to win. Well, do you reckon, Paul, you go with Carney or, or double? Very tough. Very tough question. Um, Flanagan said to the week, didn't he, that he thought Dobson had been our best player this season. I don't think that rest did him any good, really, because he was. sometimes you just want to keep playing, don't you? And he sort of interrupted his rhythm a bit. But after the, the last two weeks, you probably have to put Todd Carney in. I mean... He's playing well. You can't keep leaving him sat on the bench, can you? And he's, he's got an ex-factor. He said it's a very, very tough decision. One, I'm glad I'm not going to make, but I think I'd possibly start with Carney and Louis, like Richard says. I'd also start with Chris Bryan as well. I'd leave Logan Tompkins on the bench and I'd get on that front foot and start him as well. Tompkins on the bench and Bryan to start, Richard? Yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. Bryan's been one of the best players as well, and not uh, Certainly, one of the most uh, underrated players for us. Definitely, he's uh, he, he just changed it. I think him. The, the only thing that I'd, I'd, I'd kind of be reticent of starting him is him and Cobjack coming off the bench together make a massive impact for us after 20 minutes, um, and that's 
I've seen that in a lot of games, people praising Kopjak, but actually Brining's doing the work as well, getting the quick play of the balls and going left or right out of the ruck and, and spinning the quick passes out. He's he's been he's enabled Kopjak to get us on the front foot as well. So um, it's like Paul said, what do you what do you do if you if you're uh, if you're Ian Watson? I mean, uh, you could you could put him put him in and, and start him and. Uh, they, they play absolutely blinding, and that gives you another another problem for next week. So I would, I'd, yeah, I'd probably start with Brian in as well, and and, and um, uh, Tompkins on the bench. Yeah, it is a squad game, though, isn't it, Paul? And you know the likes of Brian and Copjack coming on gives us that extra boost. If you're playing them from the start, will we get that boost with Tompkins coming on? Um, if you get a good lead like you did at Warrington, you don't need that boost because <laughs> you're already 18 points up. So, I don't know. I think they're all going to get a go, aren't they? I think you can you can chop and change things round. It's all about what the, what sort of tactics Ian Watson wants to use, how he's going to approach the game, how he's going to approach all. And I just think you need to come out and like we did at Hull at the away game, we need to come out from the off and, and, and get that you know get an established lead, get in that arm wrestle like, like we did at Warrington to a certain extent. You got in the arm wrestle. I mean, let's have it right. Warrington sort of took it to us early on, didn't they? And we sort of hung in there and then took our chances when we came. And I think that, that's what you're going to get a hook. You know, they're a bit of physical side, aren't they? And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be, there's a lot of conundrums there. There's a lot of combinations, you know, we could be looking into. It just depends on injury, the injury front this week. I mean, I've not heard much about Mark Flanagan. He didn't play against uh, against Wakefield. Also, because Nicky was in, so hopefully Mark Flanagan will be back there as well soon. So, because um, we have forwards out missing. Yeah, I don't think Olsey's let anybody down since he's coming out, so he's he's been very solid. Yeah, I agree with that. Olsey, Chris Neek, has been outstanding. Wolf, when I can find a way back in, Paul, I know obviously he's had a three-year contract, so he's got to come in eventually, but, you know, Chris Neek owns a shirt for me at the moment. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. I just just meant as a a squad player, really, coming in. Um, Obviously, you're going to need... George Griffin's got back in, he was on the bench, wasn't he, on Sunday, but perhaps Mark Flanagan will come back in. So, uh, but yeah, Halsey's not let us down at all, he's done, he's done really well. But I think a player, another player we're missing is um, Lee Mossop. You, you miss his size, don't you? Mm. I think we have missed him, him recently. You know, I know we're, um, James Hassan's a new player coming in, but I think, you know, we've we missed Mossop, so hopefully he'll be back soon. And Adam Wall wants to come back yeah. as well, yeah. So, uh, I think I think we've done well the, the last few weeks without without that size in the, in the pack. You know, we, we, people going about other sides having injuries. We, we've lost uh, quite a lot of yeah, that's, that's a good quality, isn't it, Richard? Being able to bring a quality player in to keep that level up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Players like that. Uh, now we now we know we can play them at any point uh, and they don't let us down. It's, it's really important for, for, for taking that uh, top four on and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to rotate that squad a bit as, as players get tired. But with no major injuries, it's, uh, it, it's looking really positive for the rest of the season. And just hopefully this... Uh, this Friday we can uh, we can get another two points. Yeah, it's kind of a brave new world at the top of Super League. You know, teams not expecting to be there, Paul. And you know, it, it could be the, the start of something new, this. Yeah, I think all the sides that are up there fully deserve it, don't they? Castleford, I mean, they've been very good this season, haven't they, in, in the games they've played. And it just shows how well we played when we, when we beat them at Salford 13-12 to hold them to 12 points. I mean, no one's held them anywhere near 12 points this season. They've been scoring points for fun. And, and Wakefield as well I mean you've only got to add Myers and to work that Chris Chester and John Keir have done there I mean they're not really um, a team full of superstars are they but you know they've, they've got some, some good players in there and, and they're, getting, they're getting the best out of them so so yeah I think it's a pleasing, a pleasing thing to see and I mean 
you know, if you're at the top of the table, you deserve to be up there because you've played well. And uh, you know, it's great to see different different sides. And it'd be great to see two different sides in the Challenge Cup final and two different sides in the Grand Final. Yeah, I think it's great. Obviously, you know, Salford and Castleford both entertaining as well, playing good rugby, uh, Richard. And you know, that's what you want. You want the new sides, don't you? Give them an opportunity uh, to show their metal. Definitely, definitely. I think uh, it's good for good for the sport as a whole. Um, Ray French was saying that. I think he said it a few times now. Where uh, I may, maybe even said it to you uh, that uh, it, it, some people are saying anybody can beat anybody in the league, but I don't think they can. I think there's a, there's, there's pretty much a it, there's a top five maybe uh, who can beat most of the teams, and then the bottom ones uh, are struggling a bit, and uh, and there's the, the ones in the middle. It's just a different order now. And uh, certainly Castleford are just, you know, apart from us really, they, they, wipe, they wipe the floor with most teams. It's quite scary when they when they get on the front foot. I think Saints put a good performance in, didn't they, uh, against them last week. But still, they, they managed to go overcome that. And uh, so they, they look formidable at the moment. But so I, th- I think we're, we're pretty close, aren't we? And on our day, like, we can we can go and do it to, to Castleford, as, as we proved. So uh, I'm just looking a bit forward into the fixture list. We've got... On the regular season, I think we play them second last before Lee. I've mm. uh, just just see that. I think I'm a little bit worried about that one. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll have done enough to get top four before then. Anyway, but uh, and I don't want to look too much for into the future. But, but that just you know, uh, Castleford away. Uh, if we, we tired bodies and just think uh, if they they carry on their winning run, I, I don't know. Maybe that's typical Salford fan mentality mm. that uh, you just look back a little bit and you know, oh God, is that going to be a bit? Uh, of Richard, they'll have a load of injuries by then. Don't worry. It is interesting though because it is a mindset change. I spoke about this, Paul Anna, to you about how, how you have to change yeah. your mindset. We're, we're top of the, we're second in the league, uh, Richard. We're playing great rugby, and we're still saying we might need one or two to stay in the eight. We shouldn't even be thinking about staying in the eight. It's all about going for the top of the league. And obviously, at this point, we play Castleford. You know, two two games towards the end could be a title decided that. obviously very winnable so mm. yeah if you could take something from that and then uh, it's it's very uh, it's very close at that top so I mean yeah like we said before if it's if somebody told you at the start of the season we'd be winning uh, you'd be winning what well, losing just twice in 14 matches in your second and you, you, you're aiming you're looking up aren't you not back but yeah. maybe maybe it's the season after season of uh, of struggles that, uh, that the average fans had in Salford that uh, just automatically you start looking down rather than up mm. but there's no reason why we should be no I suppose it feels like a dream to me Paul obviously you know playing so well and it's going to take time for the people outside our mythical bubble I keep talking about to switch on to that because they're thinking well it's not going to be the same next year they're having a one-off but next year, if we presume, produce a similar kind of, you know, run similar kind of performance, is, is they're going to wake up, aren't they, and think, oh, I'll go and watch them. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, the average floating fan, I mean, they, they probably take, you know, a few years to, to build things, and I think sometimes the hierarchy of the club needs to understand that, that we've probably had, in my time of watching Salford, maybe two, two top seasons in the, in the top, top six in, you know, over 30 years, so I mean, it's not not that much and we probably only had about three in the top six since 1980 so you're talking nearly 40 years of of mediocre seasons really and we've won stuff in the the lower leagues haven't we we've had some great times in the lower leagues and really enjoyed it but we've never really had the top table have we really for a long time now and we've not been to a cup final for nearly 50 years so a challenge cup final so it's been been scrapped really what we've we've had we've had a couple of Lancashire cup finals haven't we late 80s early 90s 
then you know that, that's that's hardly something that's going to whet the appetite of, of floating supporters, isn't it? Is it? So uh, you know they're crying out for for, for Wembley runs and, and things like that. So uh, hopefully, if we can we can keep this going in, into next season, it, it's going to going to build year on year because. That's what other teams around us have done. The likes of Castleford and Warrington, they've had a bit of success. Uh, sustained, I can't say it. Gary Words of sustained success, and and they built on that from there. Haven't they? So hopefully we're going to do the same. Yeah, I think that's why we we, we uh, it's important that we sign those players down, so we've got a continuity for next season. Yeah, yeah. we've got half the half the squad again now signed on for next year, which is fantastic. And so that core group we know can perform in Super League. Yeah, they'll be a year older, but they'll be a year wiser, they'll be a year more under Watson. And hopefully that continuity as well with the coaching staff, they signed earlier on in the season as well, didn't yeah. they? So everything like that points to something again next season. Let's hope, even if we, I don't want to say it, do fall short maybe this season, like you know, Castleford were, were, were short last season as well. Uh, but they came again and look at them this season. We that might be us this time next season. We might be flying high, you know. Again, quarters in the, uh, the cup and bigger squad, more entertaining rugby. You know, the, the fans will flow in then. Yeah, just going back to that, Richard. Um, on those players that they've signed for next season, I think that's that's the key key thing in attracting new players as well. Because new players, you know, come in whether it's be this country or whether it be in Australia. You know, looking at those top signings that we're going to add next season, hopefully, you know, um, they were looking at that and thinking, God, it is a sustained environment there at Salford. You know, players are staying there. It's a good environment. It's a good vibe. They've got good coaches, and I think you know that that can attract the the, the good players really. You know, when they're coming into it. And, an environment like the one we're creating and the culture stuff we're creating. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I suppose like building a, a you know a good culture in it, strong and stable leadership at the top. You know, engaging with fans. You know, that that's where we want to go with this club, don't we, Paul? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what that's one of the main things that Ian Watson has instilled. I think, and, and his coaching staff and and Ian Blee's coming in as well. It it really has been. You know, there's been a whole ethos change. I think the last eighteen months under Ian and. It's been great to see, you know, speaking to him every week, he, he lives and breathes it and he's it, refreshed, so refreshing to talk to him and, you know, we've not really had a coach like this for, for a long time and, uh, you know, long may it continue because we definitely are moving in the right direction. Yeah, give us your score prediction for the game against uh, Hull, Richard. Uh, yeah, I've gone for 36-16 Salford. 36-16 Salford, how about you, Paul, he's written it down this week? No, I haven't. I forgot. Oh. I'm just going to pick some off the top of my head. I've just been thinking about what you've been talking now, guys, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a solve for It's 28-18. 28-18. I'm, I'm not got my bingo balls on there. Lost them. I don't have to make it up. <laughs> septic. I hope a bit more, uh, you know, Mystic Meg rather than Septic Peg. So we'll go. Salford, 34. Uh, Hull, 6. 34. Boom. Yeah. That's what we're going for. 34-6, you know, come out the blocks early, put them through a ringer, and then, uh, you know, we'll turn on the uh, the, the showpiece stuff do, in the second half. We need to start keeping a track on these, don't we? We need to write them <laughs> down, and then next week we need to like, see how we've gone on, don't we? Because we give these predictions, then we never normally go back and check how we've done, do we? So I'm older than you, so that's 34-6. Uh, are we going uh, <laughs> to have to have what, like, score for, like, plus one to, if we get, like, a within 10? Plus two if it was like level, if it was the right score, and like a minus yeah. one if it was nowhere near. We'd, miles out, yeah. we'd probably end up with a minus <laughs> score at the end of the season. Wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, well, you know, saying that it's just, just how you gut feeling, is it? End of the day, uh, Richard, yeah, and you know, fair. you look, you look at the, the teams, and you know, so for the team in farm, so I can't understand why we'd be doubting that. No, no, 
no, I, I, I totally agree, especially at home. Um, apart from the obviously the blip against Wakefield, we've been we've been good at home this season, and obviously the, the Wigan game was. But even that game, we won the second half sixteen, and we did really well in it. So um, all the rest of the home games have been have been really solid performances, and you know, we've had some good wins, beating Catalan as well with fifty points. So so yeah, I don't see any reason why not, and hover a bit in and out. So uh, so yeah, I've got I've got a confident feeling this week. Yeah. We'll, we'll have learned from last week, definitely. Yeah. And there's no way we'll be conceding that points. I'm sure. No way. No way we're conceding anywhere near thirty points. So, yeah, I'm confident we'll we'll keep them down and uh, score quite a few ourselves. Hopefully, turn on the style. Carney controlling the game. Winning the, winning the points for Salford Devils. That be the that's the dream. So big thanks for coming on this week's uh, Devil in the Deta- Devil in the Detail podcast. Richard, have some good times. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. It's, yeah, it's been good. Good chatting with you guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers for coming on. Uh, great show, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks to Richard for coming on. He's great to chat with him. He's got really good knowledge and that, and I really enjoyed the show. And I'm uh, looking forward to getting back from the holiday now and uh, getting to, get to the game on Friday night. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a bit sunnier. If it's sunny, if it's sunny, you might have to stay there, Paul. <laughs> nah, keep, keep that rain no, down there, will you? Don't tell my wife I won't miss the solve again. <laughs> Not even for <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So anyway, big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail. I've been uh, Rob Parkson. You find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You find us on Twitter, at DITD SRD. And you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. a day. Live. Radio Contact.